This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I just got a question on our Facebook page from Mike. Are you going to record Jay eating broccoli so us, the fans, can watch? That's up to producer Jay. If he would like to have a video of himself eating broccoli, I can serve as the MC. Actually, I love broccoli, so he can't eat it all by himself. I plan on steaming the broccoli or or maybe sauteing it, but we're not – no breading – no anything except for maybe a little olive oil. That's it. Olive oil, salt, and pepper is the most that you get. So I'm not expecting you to eat raw broccoli. I will cook it for you. I could also steam it and put a little salad dressing on it. So that would be the other option. If you, And we're not talking ranch dressing or blue cheese. Uh, we're t- That's for wings. We're talking about a little oil and vinegar dressing, maybe a little balsamic uh, oil and vinegar dressing. So you can choose. Do you want olive oil, salt, and pepper? Or do you want a little bit of salad dressing? Because I wouldn't eat it dry either. Take option one. You'll take option one. Okay, so next week, let's make a date. Uh, My last night on the show is Monday, Monday night into Tuesday morning. Oh, no, I lied. I'm sorry. Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. So that's when you'll eat the broccoli. I'll have broccoli and Christmas cookies. And if you would like it to be on camera that's up to you because i wouldn't have a video of myself eating so it would yeah if that's what you want i think we have to i think it's got to be posted to the channel as a four thousand subscriber milestone video (laughs) i mean there's no i only want to do it if other people can enjoy it right so that's the point (laughs) okay you're not going to enjoy it no actually i think you might i think you might actually enjoy eating broccoli i don't think so (laughs) I, i don't you're going to insult my cooking after all no, this time? I was actually just about to say, I, I think the only thing that'll maybe save it a little bit is the fact that it'll probably be good because you made it, but... Thanks, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> but I still, you know, it's still broccoli at the end of the day. It is. All right, some more business because that was the big reveal. Some more business. If you haven't seen the latest video edition of Ask Amy Anything, it's a combo for the holidays and the wedding in front of a roaring fire. I kid you not. Plenty of Christmas cheer. There's ornaments. Uh, there's a gigantic tree. I really hope it makes you smile. Thank you so much for caring because I know that you do, despite the one or two grumpy trolls out there. Uh, that I just retweeted. So A-Law Radio, to find the latest edition of Ask Amy, walks down the aisle at Christmas. It's the last one, actually. There's still wedding questions coming in, and there's going to be no more Ask Amy videos to answer them. Uh, so you can go back and watch part one, part two. They're also on the YouTube channel, or you can watch the holiday edition. And, yeah, many of you are getting 
kind of out in front of it, knowing that I'm about to take a fairly long break away from the show. Not for the honeymoon, though. I know some of you assume that I'm going honeymoon right after wedding, but we're actually not going on a honeymoon. We are taking a couple of days away on Lake Conroe, which is a lake north of Houston. Uh, I may have just given you too much information. But anyway, uh, we're going away to a lake. We're hoping there's not going to be a lot of people there uh, because it's the week before Christmas. But we're only going to be gone for about 48 hours. We're we're not really going, going anywhere. Uh, because then we have holidays with first his f- side of the family, and they just lost a family member. And so it it'll be bittersweet. I know they're excited about getting back together for the wedding and for Christmas, but it it will certainly feel like there's a hole in their hearts uh, and and mine too. I just barely got to know my future father-in-law and then we lost him suddenly. So that was really tough and, and been tough on Bob's family. So we'll do Christmas with them and then Christmas with my mom and her husband. It'll be decidedly quieter than wedding weekend. I'll tell you that much. We're going to go from, let's see, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's going to be... Six, seven, eight. There's going to be nine people staying at my mom's house for wedding weekend. Plus, yeah, plus there's going to be two and at times three dogs. <laughs> Sounds like a party. Oh, yeah. My mom is a little bit stressed. <laughs> I don't see any reason to be. Three no. dogs, nine guests. What can go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Hey, and and we've already told her we're commandeering the kitchen. My best friend and I are taking over the kitchens on Saturday morning because the cook the cupcakes have to be baked and then they have to be filled and they have to be decorated. Oh, want to hear something really funny? This is one of my favorite responses uh, for our Ask Amy segment from our Hump Show. Someone asked what flavor cake there is. And I said, well, it's not cake, it's cupcakes. And I responded with the flavor. We're doing white chocolate raspberry coconut cupcakes with chocolate ganache filling and buttercream frosting. And then they'll be decorated with purple flowers. Those might be the only purple flowers at the wedding. No, 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 no. no. It's not true. It's not true. Anyway, there will be purple flowers on the cupcakes at least. Anyway, so so we've created this concoction. My best friend and I, we had a taste testing. We created this perfect cupcake. Bob and my brother both taste tested themselves. They approved. They picked the coconut version over the vanilla version. And so it's a it's a brand new cupcake. No one's ever had a cupcake like this. It's it's created De- specifically debut. for the wedding. And so a lady writes back on Facebook, I hope you have a few non-coconut cupcakes. Well, no. No, I don't. We're not taking orders. We're not taking special orders for the wedding. Don't eat a cupcake if you don't want a cupcake. That just means there's more from my family. <laughs> what, what is that? Could you imagine? Here's your coconut cupcakes, and here's your non-coconut cupcakes. Uh, yeah. Can't please everyone, I guess. And, and I don't need to. No. If there's leftover cupcakes, I'm good with hey, it. <laughs> take them. Even better. There's also a cookie bar where there will be 300 cookies. So I think there'll be something for everyone. People will find something, I, I, think, <laughs> I imagine. You leave the cupcakes alone. They're not very good. Just don't try them. Don't eat them. Don't even worry don't, about them. Yeah, they're just, there. just yeah. Cupcakes, are you kidding me? That's not wedding flair. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. We've gone from broccoli to cupcakes. So middle of next week, the final hump show of the year for me and Jay together. And my final show before wedding and Christmas We'll have broccoli and we'll have cookies. So look, it's 
It's a little bit like Jay gets to be part of the wedding festivities. It's a great combination. Because we'll have veggies and then we'll have cookies. <laughs> Broccoli and cookies. <laughs> Are you going to turn it down? No, absolutely not. I didn't think so. I need those cookies after. Find us on Facebook, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you're looking for the YouTube video, easy to find our YouTube channel or it's pinned to the top of our Facebook page. Jay has another announcement because, as you remember, when we kicked off the NFL season, we started with three very crowded Survivor Islands, uh, an archipelago. We had to add, for the first time ever, we had to add a third island. So we are down to... A couple of people still alive on Survivor Islands, if you can believe it. So Jay's got the latest. We'll call them Island 1, 2, and 3. So Jay, what's the latest drama with our archipelago? So we had six people going into week 14. Did we? which is That's impressive. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Wow. Um, and so, oh, week 13, excuse me. That was last week, right? Week 13? Yeah, so we had oh, six yes. people going into week Stop 13. Stop jumping the gun. Yeah. <laughs> now, we still have two people alive fighting on Island 1 for week 14. Do we really? We do. Two people. Can and you we, identify them or no? Um, I can, actually. We okay. have someone by the name of Shannon and someone whose name goes by Show Me the Money, which I have their email, I mean, but that's their username. I wish on we thing, could show you so, the money. Okay. Yeah, he's close. Uh, we actually had two more people on that island who lost on Monday Night Football. They picked the Jaguars. No way. So that island has f- had four people going into it in, in wow. week 13. That's the pros island. Ask That's- the pros from <laughs> yeah. island number one. You all are killers. You crushed it. So we still had four people. Now we're down to show me the money, Shannon. Yes. Yes. Okay, so and then Island 2. Island 2, we have a winner. We have a winner with ding, Don, ding, 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 who ding, actually ding, won ding. this week, too. He won in week 13. He picked Tampa Wait, Bay. Wait, he still gets to pick even though he's won? Well, no, it's over now. He had he won the island okay. this past week. So he picked Tampa Bay over Carolina, which got him the win, and he beat out a Douglas who lost with Jacksonville also. No way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So there was two people there left The Jaguars week. breaking hearts yeah. this weekend. Yep. So Don is the winner of Survivor Island number two. Correct. Okay, Don, congratulations. We'll have After Hours swag for you. And I have a CJ who won uh, two weeks ago, actually, on Island 3. So that's the CJ won Island 3. And Don, he's just waiting for our other winners to finish. Don and CJ are the winners of Survivor Island 2 and Survivor Island 3. We will, if so are you going to reach out to them or have you? I will reach out to them. You have their email addresses, correct? Right, right. Yes. By the way, in case you didn't know, Jay can actually change picks as the administrator of Survivor Island. He I could, could still actually be change if I picks. To be. Jay, that's cheating, and I would never believe it. <laughs> and then I would only ever make broccoli for you the rest of your life. There'd be I, no more see, cookies. I haven't done it. I lasted seven good weeks, and that was good enough for me. One time, I complained to Jay about my pick and how I got knocked out early, and he said I can change the pick for you if you want to. Hey, trying to help. No, cheaters never win. We didn't do it. We did not do it. We've never fiddled. Or change the results of our grades. We've just accepted our grades. Mm-hmm. We haven't hacked into the computer and changed our I'm grades. I'm surprised it gives me that option. It's commissioner mode, it's called. Wow. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised. Dude, does, does that mean the commissioner of my fantasy football league can go in and... <gasps> oh, yeah. No way. Absolutely. That's way too much power. It's been... What's the word I'm looking for? Abused in my league years ago. We had to change commissioners. Oh, my so. goodness. Who's the commission now? What, my, my friend Rob's a commissioner, but my friend John And you used trust to him be. explicitly? We do. He's a good commissioner. Okay. Yeah, he gets a he gets a league bonus, actually. He gets a commissioner fee because he does some, like, I want a commissioner and, fee. Yeah. Wow, that's does, impressive. Like, weekly power rankings. Okay, so Don and CJ 
listen for or watch for an email slash message from producer Jay because you are two of our three winners from Survivor Island. Congratulations. I am extremely impressed, as in extremely impressed. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll do a little more QB news coming up later this hour. The big news is that Juan Soto has been traded to the New York Yankees. In fact, he's been informed that he's been traded to the New York Yankees. The deal is also actually also includes outfielder Trent Grisham. So he is going the other direction as well to New York from San Diego. And then it's a handful of pitchers and starting catcher Kyle Higashioka for the New York Yankees. It's seven players, seven players, I believe, uh, going the other, or maybe it's a seven-player trade. Yeah, so five players going the other direction, primarily pitchers. And even as the news was breaking, I know there'll be a lot of people who are waking up to the news on the East Coast and certainly uh, any of the teams in the ALE. So we're talking Rays and Orioles and Blue Jays and Yankees and Red Sox. A lot of their fans will have gone to bed before this news broke. So if you're awake on your Thursday morning or if you are about to wake up, let's let's say just for the sake of argument, you hit snooze, you oversleep, you know, you might be in a bit of a daze when you realize... (gasps) Something's wrong. Something's very wrong. I know we've all had that experience where we are taking a nap or we're sleeping, just in general sleeping, whenever it is that you sleep, and you wake up and you instantly know something's wrong. Oh, no! (laughs) Yeah, that's the reaction. A pit in your stomach and an oh, no. And then you think, where's my phone? Where's my clock? What time is it? What happened? Where am I? But you already know that it's late. But you You got to just confirm what you know. You already know because something's wrong. How is it that you're... Mind and your body just know that you're not waking up when you were supposed to. Right. I couldn't have known like an hour ago <laughs> when I needed it to know. <laughs> the worst is when you wake up and you're in the middle of REM sleep or you're in the middle of a dream and then you're very disoriented. Like when it almost feels real and you can't tell <laughs> if you're like in the dream state still or. Yeah. I have no idea who that ever happened to. What? It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, so a couple of things that we thought were fun just to kind of throw out there as we head into week 14. So Patriots and Steelers are playing on Thursday night, week 14. Uh, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, they still have the New Heights podcast. No, it's not about Taylor Swift, at least not the part that we're going to share with you. But I guess Jason Kelsey has had it. He's so annoyed at the idea that the commissioner of the league, Roger Goodell, wants to ban the tush push or the brotherly shove, whatever it is that you call it, that that he's he's had it. He's he's done with this ridiculous line of thinking. Ban it. I really, at this point, I don't care. I'm over <laughs> the discussion about it. To be fair, it would just be banning like the push in the back. Everybody would still be able to run the QB sneak, I think. Well, that's where I'm kind of like, you know, whatever. We were really good at running quarterback sneak before we did the push. I don't think that it's a necessary part for it. It certainly helps. There's no question about it. I don't have the energy to care about whether it gets banned or not. We're going to run it right now because we're good at it and it's effective. And whatever they do next season, we'll figure out a way to do something at a high level and make it effective. I don't know. I mean, if it's for a health reason, I don't think a lot of guys get injured on it, so I don't think that's a good reason. If it's for an unfair advantage, we've already seen other teams do it at not as good of a success level, so I don't know that it's that big of a competitive advantage. If they do ban the brotherly shove, there'll be a good reason behind it that the commissioner wants to get done. Whether people agree with it or not, it is what it is, and we move forward. We were 36 for 38 running quarterback sneaks before the push. 
Ban it. We just need that as a drop, Jay. Ban it. Ban it. Ban it. Point blank period. Ban it. Uh, I mean, Eagles and Cowboys week, they're coming up on Sunday Night Football, so I kind of feel like Jason Kelsey and Micah Parsons, they could go together. Ban it, point blank, period. (laughs) Why is it that I now think in drops? I think in drops. Point blank, period. Ban it, point blank, period. Would you like me to, which part would you like me to do? Which one do you like more? Ban it. All right, you can do ban it. Tell me when you get, tell me when you're ready. When we're queued up. Ban it. Point blank, period. <laughs> Why are we idiots? Oh, okay, just just me, not you. I won't incorporate you into this, this equation. Ban it. <laughs> Point blank, period. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you haven't yet voted for After Hours Game of the Week, we're doing the poll early. Yes, Eagles and Cowboys are, in fact, involved If you didn't know, Mike McCarthy had an emergency appendectomy on Wednesday. And so for right now, he's away from the team. But I can't imagine he's going to stay away from the team. (laughs) Speaking of Jason Kelsey, I didn't even know this. My goodness. Boys behaving badly. When they decide to carry a grudge or hold a grudge or when... Uh, they speak publicly about an opponent and insult an opponent. It it just takes on new life in the age of social media, right? Oh, speaking of social media, uh, you should just know that Jamal Adams hates all of you. But anyway, uh, and, and maybe it's just us. Maybe he doesn't hate you. Maybe it's just us. But on the heels of Jason and Travis and the uh, the New Heights podcast, I've actually not listened to it as much this year. Not so much because I don't care. I still think they're really interesting. I just, I don't know. I kind of. It's a lot of Travis. It's a lot. And it also takes them forever to actually get to the football part, which is the part that I really want to hear about. Um, But I do wonder if they spoke about Taylor Swift being the the person of the year for Time Magazine. Hmm. When was she awarded that? Yesterday? Yeah. I mean, it obviously. She would have known a long time ago because they had to do a a column and an article and the photos and everything else. And then they had to print the magazine. Uh, If you haven't seen the covers, they're out there. But I, yeah, apparently she addressed their relationship and said that they are definitely dating. It gets actual real legit, a legit, excuse me, relationship. Wow. Now it's official in a magazine. So yeah, I mean, well, now it's real. It's really real. (laughs) I feel like it was real before. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care if it was real or not real. Yeah, honestly. It's none of my business. But, I mean, it is. it has been funny to just the way that she has made this NFL season her own just by showing Taylor's up. Version. Taylor's version. Right? Isn't that what the NFL put on their Twitter? Taylor's version. <laughs> but I was pleasantly surprised the last time we had a nationally televised Eagles game that Bradley Cooper got as much airtime as Taylor Swift, so at least it's equal opportunity for the female and the male. Yeah, he loves the Eagles. Superstars, yeah, he totally does. Uh, it was one of their rallies in the game. Uh, I don't recall whether or not he was in attendance at the Niners-Eagles game. <laughs> if he was, he probably um, Lower profile, yeah. lower yeah. profile. Put the hood on or a hat, some sunglasses. <laughs> and ducked out. He took the player's entrance. (laughs) Okay. We've got the game of the week poll. It is up. It is ready for you. A couple of other kind of off the beaten path items. Baker Mayfield apparently found out that his wife is pregnant and didn't quite have the reaction that she was expecting. Don't really care. 
Oh, Jay, that's just wrong. Stop it. I mean, stop it right now. Uh, So there's one cute story that he tells in his own words. Uh, Also, Dre Greenlaw speaking out about that skirmish with the head of security for the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's another kind of interesting interesting piece of audio that that kind of takes you away from the actual football field. Uh, What else this week that we thought was fun? Actually, when we're talking about talking about the uh, just kind of like off the beaten path stories, this is not one to be joking about. So I'm not. It's a weird transition, uh, but I do know that we wanted to pass along to uh, the the latest with Von Miller and the fact that he he had to turn himself in. He was arrested. He was booked on some accusations of domestic violence and and. Uh, what was reportedly a huge fight that turned physical with his longtime girlfriend. And so now you've got uh, the Buffalo GM, Brandon Bean, who's allowing Von Miller back with the team and is speaking about the backlash. So there's that too. That one, obviously not, not funny or to be joked about, but still a story that will impact the upcoming football weekend. So on Twitter, a law radio on our Facebook page too. We're glad to have you with us. It's after our. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It was hard to accept, you know, Dre getting kicked out of that game for something that didn't involve someone that had to do with that game, but I definitely don't um, have any hard feelings towards Dom or anything like that. I don't want anyone to go too hard on him. Um, I think he just got caught in a, in a weird situation and an emotional situation. So no hard feelings towards him. I know a lot of people who know him and speak very highly of him. Um, I just couldn't believe we lost our player because of it. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Kyle Shanahan's reaction to Dre Greenlaw getting ejected from last week's game against the Eagles. And if you remember... While he wasn't ejected so much because that wouldn't apply to him, the head of security for the Eagles was removed from the sidelines as well. And so Shanahan said he couldn't believe that his player got ejected after making contact with a guy who was not even part of the game. Uh, So it really wasn't an equitable set of consequences meted out. Uh, But Greenlaw... And Dom, Big Dom is his name, Dom DeSandro. Apparently, they have communicated through John Lynch. So not directly, as in text messages or on the phone, anything like that, but using John Lynch as their telephone of sorts, (laughs) using John Lynch as their intermediary, they actually did speak and clear the air. We just uh, exchange a, a formal like apology uh, just between uh, me and John, and 
uh, some of the same people that you know we do know that in the building and stuff like that. So uh, he always he seemed like a genuine guy, seemed like a guy that everybody loved in the building. So I hate that. Honestly, I really hate that it even escalated and, and went to that. That's never something I haven't been a part of or seen in the game. But uh, so yeah. So you hear from Dre Greenlaw that there's no hard feelings that they were able to exchange formal apologies through John. So he references John. He's talking about John Lynch, the Niners GM. Uh, and he says, I hate that it even escalated and went to that. Now, Greenlaw isn't facing further punishment. Remember, he had the 15-yard penalty. Plus, he was ejected from the game at that point. Um, meanwhile, the NFL is still investigating Dom, big Dom DeSandro, who's been an Eagles employee for a long time, and they're trying to determine whether or not there will be any type of a follow-up with the Eagles, though you may have seen this. The NFL sent a memo to all of its teams this week to please keep your staff members Oh. Not only away from the playing surface, but also keep your staff members uh, in under control so that they know they should not in any way be involved with an altercation, extracurricular activity. They shouldn't be part of any skirmish. Uh, their role does not include... <laughs> That's actually what the memo says. The role does not extend to being involved with game day altercations. I love the formal language. Do you think they're... Why can't they just write... Don't get involved in in spats on the sidelines. You're not playing in the game. Don't yeah, touch the players. Exactly. You're not playing. Move back. Let the players do their jobs. They must refrain from such involvement. I love how they have to write that. No, it's definitely attorney who wrote it. Yeah. Anyway, the NFL is wanting to make sure that this doesn't become a, a theme on the sidelines. Uh, but yeah, Dre Greenlaw. Seems much calmer now than when he and Big Dom were pointing fingers in each other's faces. No text, uh, but just like a verbal apology, just kind of between just a couple people, John and Kyle, and a couple people that I talked to, just that kind of knew him already. Like tell Dom, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did he say the same thing about you? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I got the message back. You didn't see him in person. No. no. Well, they haven't spoken in person, of course. There, there would be no way that they would. How would they do that? FaceTime each other? But even so, that's not in person. That's Let's fly down out to San Francisco to say sorry. Yeah, goodness. Uh, Greenlaw also indicated that he didn't think he should have been ejected. He certainly understood the 15-yard flag, a 15-yard penalty, but um, says that's not my job, that's their job. And you can tell he's a lot calmer now than he was. <laughs> I mean, as for Kyle Shanahan, he went ballistic. Uh, Nick Sirianni didn't love how it was playing out either. He couldn't believe that his security guard or his security uh, head was also asked to leave the sidelines. So nobody was really happy. And I think that that's kind of a hallmark of a compromise or a hallmark of something like this in neither side is thrilled with the results. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, so then... As we transition to this story about Von Miller, uh, Brandon Bean and his front office has decided that Vaughn is allowed to practice and play this week in the wake of getting arrested. Now, well, there was an arrest warrant issued. He had to show up. He had to turn himself into authorities after he was accused of domestic violence by his longtime girlfriend and of course, he was released after posting Bond, and now Brandon Bean understands that there are going to be some people who don't agree with this decision. 
And that's an unfortunate part of it. You can't control that. Uh, you have to understand that the public or us, we only have so many of the facts. And I think we've, if you look around this country, you see plenty of rushes to judgment and uh, whether it's sports or other things. And so, um, again, we're not investigators here. We're not qualified to do that. Uh, we'll follow the lead of, of those people and let them do their jobs. And we'll take the information and, and you're, tr you're truly in, in, in my seat or Terry Pagula or Sean McDermott. We're just trying to do the right thing. And, and you're never going to make 100% people happy. If, you, if we went the other way and said he, he can't play, there'd be people you know, upset about that too. So um, I wish I could sit here and make everyone happy, but I know that's, that's not reality. So Brandon Bean also indicates that they are in constant communication, that was his phrase, with the NFL, and they don't think there will be any type of move by the league while the investigation is ongoing. Um, and right now, the NFL kind of steps in and takes over any type of an investigation. We've been in this place before. I mean, Vaughn is one of the team captains. He was there on Wednesday, uh, and so he is planning on playing this weekend. Now, he's been playing – Limited minutes since he returned from the torn ACL, but just the fact that he's with the team means that he could be on the field, and they do expect him to play in Thursday's practice. So Wednesday is kind of a, a day where the veterans get off, but Thursday uh, he is expected to be out there on the practice field, and this goes back to now a week ago, him turning himself in in Texas, actually, to a police department in Glen Heights, which is in the Dallas area, um, and there was an, a, a warrant issued because a pregnant woman who has been identified as his longtime girlfriend uh, charged him with assault and accused him of assault. So he does actually have felony charges uh, that are against him. Um, and we'll see how this plays out. I am sure that it is at least part of the consideration that the Bills released their punter, Matt Ariza. Was it, it was last season, correct? Or was it the year ago? Will you look at the date just so I don't get the date wrong? Um, but it was the Bills who released their punter when the accusations of gang rape at a party when he was in college surfaced. And as it turns out, once the investigation went through and investigators did their due diligence, they found out that Matt wasn't even at the party at the time when the assault, the alleged assault, excuse me, the alleged rape took place. And so whether or not they rushed a judgment or whether or not they just felt they didn't want to deal with the backlash, there's always reasons why a team or a corporation, really, um, we know that in this day and age, sometimes the backlash and the fallout, the criticism, the white-hot spotlight can actually be just as damning. It can it can cause a, a corporation or, in this case, a franchise to be real fearful of what might happen with corporate sponsors and fans and all that jazz. So it, it is a form of peer pressure, if you will, at times. But we know that many companies will take drastic steps of suspending or releasing an employee or uh, in this case, releasing a player just because they are so afraid of what the public might say or being canceled, so to speak. Um, and so, yes, it was just last year that Matt Ariza 
was dumped by the Bills because he was sued and he was named in this lawsuit uh, for gang rape. And again, he's been exonerated. He wasn't even at the party when the allegations were, um, well, when the alleged rape was taking place. Um, But he hasn't been invited to another team. He's not in the NFL right now. And so that those allegations, those false allegations against him definitely did damage and they did damage. And I, there, I can't imagine there's any way the bills didn't talk about that and consider that before they made this decision about Von Miller. Cause you hear Brandon Bean say very specifically, we're not investigators here. That's not our role. We're not part of the legal process. And so we're not going to take that step at this point. We're going to let the process play out. I mean, sometimes you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. There, there isn't any right answer necessarily, uh, but we've seen teams handle it a variety of ways. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, also on our Facebook page, your chance to vote for the game of the week early. We do kick off week 14 in the NFL coming up tonight with the um, Patriots and Steelers. Jay, don't make that face. <laughs> what? 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 I mean, I took the night off. That's how excited yeah, I am about the you. game. I only wanted to stay home and watch it. I didn't, I didn't, I can't imagine being distracted by the thought of a show afterwards. <laughs> Gotta just be locked into that one. <laughs> you are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Luca brings it up. To his left off Powell, into the lane, and he got the Gortat screen, and there's the 40-point triple-double. So over 10% of his triple-doubles are 40-point triple-doubles. Amazing. It is just simply absurd what he's doing. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That's Chuck Cooperstein on Dallas Mavericks Radio. How about this? Luka Doncic, still so early in his career. He's in his early 20s, for heaven's sakes. He's already passed Larry Bird on the NBA's all-time triple-double list, as you hear on Mavs Radio. And his reaction to passing an icon? I did. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, uh, I don't know what to say, honestly. Uh, but we all know who Larry Bird was, so it's, it's pretty it's pretty special. A first half triple double. What? <laughs> Did he have the ball? Like, I don't know. You go, let's say, 24 minutes in the first half. Did he have the ball 22 of them? He must have, right? A first half triple double. 40 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Only played for the first three quarters. But yeah, his 60th career triple double that moves him past my all time favorite basketball player, Larry Bird. 14 of 25 from the floor, and he was 6 of 12 on three-pointers. But, yeah, just 32 minutes, so he crammed in all the work. Uh, Don't ask me why this is a pertinent question, but sometimes inquiring minds want to know about things that don't really have anything to do with basketball. So why are you wearing a headband, Luca? I'm getting long hair, so so it doesn't fall off. (laughs) I don't want to use gel no more, so so it doesn't fall off. I mean, is it I may not fall off here. Are you going for style or? I don't know. Just trying something out. And might might have worked. Yeah. I mean, everybody says headband. I say it's me. Are you sure it's not the, the three nights off? Oh, yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> 
Okay, so you watch the video or you see him playing a game and it's a it's a really teeny little headband too. It looks like this this is not a statement about Luca. It looks like a headband that a girl would wear, right? So mm-hmm. she has bangs or or like wispy pieces of hair that that are falling in her face and don't pull back all the way into a ponytail. I've worn this type of headband before where essentially it's just keeping the hair off of your face. Again, it may not reach all the way back to your ponytail. The hair's not long enough. And so you have to kind of corral those extra shorter pieces. That's the type of headband he's wearing, not the thick sweat band that a lot of NBA players or athletes wear to keep the sweat off of their face and out of their eyes. No, instead, or as a fashion statement, instead he's wearing this thin little headband. And I don't know what he means by so it doesn't fall off yeah, or right. fall out. What did he say to f- he, so it doesn't fall out, I think he said. I don't want to use gel no more, so, so it doesn't fall off. So, so it doesn't fall off. So his hair doesn't fall off? I don't know. <laughs> So it doesn't fall off onto his face. I think that's what he's trying to say. So okay. it doesn't like get in my eyes. When I'm trying to my, play. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of funny. Oh my gosh. He's not a, a great look. Okay. Does it matter? Uh, I mean, he he's not well, out there so. as a fashion plate. Well, some of these guys are. <laughs> yeah. Some of these guys, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Although his is obviously pre and post game. What James Harden, I think fancies himself as a fashion plate too. Oh, yeah. oh dear. Something. Who, the guy that wore that sweater was it last year yes. or two years ago and the arms were so long that he looked like a, a T-Rex was it Swaggy P I don't remember Swaggy P <laughs> <laughs> no Kyle Kuzma That's it was right. Kyle Kuzma in the pink and uh, it was bright pink yeah, right. oh my goodness we made so much fun of that sweater and then we found out it cost thousands of dollars or some such nonsense looks like a sneed yeah something from the lorax (laughs) crazy all right as for Joel Embiid uh you wouldn't have known that he was feeling under the weather nine to shoot Embiid comes to get it Embiid at the top of the key five to shoot he fakes he dribbles he hangs he fires it's in the air it's good Embiid with 50 points and the 76ers lead the Wizards 127 to 121 and a timeout taken by the Wizards. Embiid with a step back 18 footer all net how about that he had 48 a month ago and now he betters that with a 50 point game Tom McGinnis on Sixers Radio, and yes, yeah, sixth time in Joel's career that he's scored 50 points. First time this year, though, uh, and he apparently wasn't feeling well. He actually was under the weather. Uh, they needed every bit of that against the Wizards, a team that was 3-16 and 16 before the game started and has won a grand total of one home game, but whatever. Sometimes it takes all of your MVP, and that's exactly what Nick Nurse got with Joel's performance. He was um, doing it in a lot of ways, and and it felt like um, if we could play some sort of defense, we had we had an offensive you know place to go. I didn't feel good. My chest was killing me. Uh, you know, I was you know I was getting back a little bit. I started feeling a little bit better in the second half. As far as my win, uh, but, you know, I was, I was struggling. But I'm much better than I was uh, because it was pretty bad. Thankfully, he was able to sweat out some of that sickness. Have you heard that before? People will tell you that you, if you go and you work up a good sweat, you'll sweat the toxins out of your body. It's just when I want to do it. I'm not feeling well. Go work out. 
I've had pneumonia a couple times, and the worst part was that I couldn't get enough breath to be able to do any exercise, any cardio for a month each time. It was awful. I, it's the last thing you want to do is get up and move around when you're not feeling well, right? Although they do say that that's sure, you uh, sweat they it out, are. Yeah. yeah, that that's one of the ways that you can, in fact, speed up your recovery is to get in a good workout. But yeah, it wears you out. You feel like you're going to collapse when you get done. I'll just I'll just wrap myself in like five blankets and sweat it out that way. Or you could go to a sauna. That'd be nice. I would do that. You go to the kind of sauna where there are old wrinkly men who who okay. do, who don't. <laughs> <laughs> who don't, so nice uh, yeah, who don't necessarily cover up the parts because they don't mm-hmm. care anymore. Yep, let it loose. Yeah, they just kind of hang free, uh, run, yeah, run free yeah. and hang free. It's, it's a good image, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's foggy in there, so... It's not that know, foggy. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't get a show that you don't want. You're getting the show. You accidentally wander into movie theater and you're like, this is not the movie that I wanted to see. <laughs> this is rated R. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just a bunch of shriveled up parts. I don't know. (laughs) It's not the little thunders. No. (laughs) Why, Amy? Why? Oh, I don't have a V chip. This is not supposed to be an R-rated show. It's just I the thought of Jay in a sauna, and I'm sorry, maybe it's just me, but I feel like the majority of the time that I ever see a sauna represented on TV or movies, it's a sauna with a steam bath or a sauna with a, a bunch of older men whose, whose towels don't quite cover... All of them. Yeah, that's because it's true. That's normally the case. If you go into a men's locker room at any, you know, gym, YMCA, pool, you're going to the sauna, you're actually, you're, you're taking your own, it's your own risks is what I'm saying. Taking your life in your hands. It's, hey, you got to know what you're in for. Because <laughs> it's happening. Oh, dear. Why don't we just stick to basketball? Why don't I just stick to basketball? Little nuggets. <laughs> the little nuggets. <laughs> they might be the little prunes. <laughs> yeah. Uh Caitlin Clark, you know the name. This is my segue. Segue from from that topic to Iowa's top, well, we'll say she's the top basketball player in Iowa. She may be the top basketball player in the country when it comes to women's hoop. She just surpassed 3,000 points for her career last night against Iowa State. Uh, Yeah, she's incredible. I know she was disappointed with the way the season ended last year. She went back for unfinished business, and she just keeps up racking up the points. 15th player in D1 women's hoop to pass 3,000 points. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.